0: Hello and welcome to this special CN podcast, I'm Anthony Myers. Published today is Mondelez International's Cocoa and Forests Initiative annual report for 2021. Latest progress data includes how the chocolate company has planted more than 2.2 million non-cocoa trees to help restore ecosystems on farms. I am joined by Cedric Van Kutzen, Associate Director of Mondelez's Cocoa Life Programme to talk us through the highlights of the report. Take a listen.
1: One thing that was missing was really the enabler to go and distribute the trees, right? You need to make sure they are produced the right way. So the investment we made in in about 10 nurseries I think in Côte d'Ivoire and also nurseries in Ghana in Côte d'Ivoire, we're really building a capacity to produce up to 1.2 million trees per year, which is big. And, and now that that's in place, I think we could accelerate our efforts there. Yes, good. And
0: also the commitment to map 100% of farms by the end of 2019. It's as you say in the report, it's a progressive process. You know, it's a move, literally a moving landscape, isn't it? A move. You know, so uh, you seem to be hitting those targets. Seems we must be very pleased with um, with the work done so far there.
1: I am, especially considering the year we went through in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> and despite COVID, uh, I think we still managed to roll out and continue scaling up and innovating, yeah. uh, which I think is is great. Yeah. Yeah, good. And uh, moving on to
0: COVID, how, how is that limited progress this year with, with your work that you've been trying to do with uh, with CFI?
1: You mean the, the, the COVID pandemic? Yes. Yeah, Like it was a bit restrictive to go visit farms, to go map the farms. You know, having people literally walking around the farms in times of COVID was not easy. Uh, But still, we also developed new tools to do that, which is great. We innovated in the way we engage with farmers. uh, And and still, we managed to, you know, keep that engagement and and continue scaling up the program, which was key.
0: Good, good. And one of the big uh highlight so that the report is um, your your partnership with the sustainability consultancy south pole and this new tool that you've been developing could you could you give us a little bit more information on on what you've been doing there and how that will help
1: sure and i think the starting point there was you know similar to what we've been doing since the really start of of Cocoa Life is we we need to measure whatever we do uh, because it's only by measuring that we can understand the impact we have so we've been working you know with ipsos on a lot of stuff uh since since we started and now carbon being so important to us through also public commitments we have on sbtis and and so on we thought was critical to start to work on a system and a tool that would allow us to translate the cocoa life interventions into carbon measurements and so that's a, a first attempt we have now. So we've been working last year with South Paul to develop the tool. Um, initial findings are very uh, encouraging so far, uh, but but we thought it was still a bit too early to really share these because it still requires a bit of peer review, maybe, um, and and would really appreciate you know inputs from any stakeholders who can come and help us improve the model. Uh, but as I said, initial findings are, are very encouraging, so we will continue to develop the tool. Uh, together with Southport and others.
0: Great. Um, moving on, uh, also another area that Mondelez has, uh, has been um, at the forefront of, is Pioneering Payment for Environmental Services um, Scheme, which um, offers farmers economic incentives for their environmental action. Uh, that, again, is seems to be um, proving very successful. Uh, can you give us a little bit more
1: on that? Uh, i really like that approach because i think it's also a great example on how we like to work uh with coca which is about trying stuff innovating course correcting mm-hmm. partnering to really bring it up to skate um and ps you know we were the first one to introduce it at the very start of cfi yes. uh, back in 2018 i think with a small pilot zone we we got some learnings course corrected mm-hmm. and in 2020 we got to a place where we now partnered on one hand with Barry Calbot to do more yet uh, to support agroforestry, transitioning to agroforestry in Côte d'Ivoire, which is a sign if we manage to convince other partners, it shows that what we're doing is, is good, right? <laughs> uh, so we, we are partnering with Barry Calbot. We also did secure some funding from Partnership for Forest to help us do more and accelerate. This will really be implemented in 21, but that's also a strong signal of trust we're we're getting uh, from other stakeholders to continue. And then we we now went beyond Cote d'Ivoire because we started to roll out PES also in Ghana and, and even in Indonesia. So we see this as a great success. We'll continue to learn to share any learnings along the way, but we still see that as a critical enabler to continue the work we're trying to do.
0: Governments can, can play a crucial role as partners, can't they, you know, with helping these ambitions. What, what are you looking for in, in, in the governments of, of Cote d'Ivoire, Ghana, Indonesia? What, what, what specifically
1: can they do? Well, uh, I think there are different things. They can, of course, we rely on them to set the, the enabling environment. Uh, and to bring uh, some new instruments like, you know, one of the commitment under CFI was to have traceability mandatory to all from farm. Uh, It's taking time because these things are not easy. Uh, So there are a bit of delays, but it's great to see now, you know, uh, Cote d'Ivoire and Ghana both uh, making good progress there and working on a national system, which will really allow us no more to cover only what is often referred to as the direct supply chains but also the indirect and have a level playing field that would apply to all. Um, So traceability is one good example. There are others, of course, but but I think that's a key role they can play. Um, the, The other role, of course, where they need to be involved is now shifting to landscape approaches and working together on defined landscapes. And it's great that in the case of Ghana, they had identified six priority high interventions areas, these HIAs that they had, and one was Asunafo. Uh, so we we're really proud among the achievements we have that we we kind of sparked a bit that that a consortium with the industry to work in that landscape, and uh, we managed then to get the government also around the table, and it's now really getting to a place where we're working on a land on a landscape management and investment plan, which will really allow much more coordinated approach together with the government. So I think there are many areas where we do need to partner together. They. Biggest role and where they really need to remain accountable is to to set up the rules, the policies, and create the enabling environment. Right,
0: right, good. Uh, the, another highlight from the report that I've just had chance to to have a look at just before it, its release is uh, productivity on farms. You know, has risen uh, to six hundred and eighteen kilograms per cocoa per hectare, and it started off as a baseline of three hundred and forty nine kilograms. So that's really good improvement. Um, but but the report you say in the report not all farms have responded equally and this I guess comes back to the uh, the problems that you have mapping monitoring farms and you know you said you are working to focus to, uh, on understanding why some farms did not improve as expected what what can you offer there as an insight into? I
1: think what we learned over the years of of you know supporting training of farmers and and working with them and, and spending time with them on the ground is that the one-size-fits-all approach does not work, right? You cannot train a farmer, uh, you know, if he has a two hectares plot and a baseline productivity of 300 kilos per hectare, you cannot train that farmer the same way that you train his neighbor who might have six hectares and, and already a productivity of 600 kilos per hectare, right? So that really took us to all the debate, I think even as an industry, around the need to have more profiling or more segmentation of farmers and really adapt the training and the content and the services to the right farmers. And that's something we've been working on for for quite some time. And we also innovated through this targeted gap approach uh, that I think we mentioned in the CFI report in Ghana, uh, which was very successful when it started as an R&D project working across 42 farms. And we now spend the last two years trying to validate the protocol and the way we work with farmers now with 500 farmers to see if we can still, you know, uh, get, get the same level, the same output and the same impact that we had with the RD and d level. Um, and if that was to be confirmed, we would scale it up. But there are very interesting learnings so far and it just confirmed every farmer and every farm is different and we need to adapt or support based on their profile.
0: Mm. Good, and um, one of my f- final questions is uh, that the CFI, the Cocoa Forest Initiative, Mondelez was one of the founding partners there. Um, ha- it's a collaborative uh, organization, of course, with lots of chocolate companies, cocoa companies, governments, uh, organizations, World War Cocoa Foundation, um, so on and so forth. How, how is that shaping up? Look, uh,
1: I think first, we. Uh, and i like reminding sometimes people to whom i talk what we're trying to do is extremely ambitious because it's about bringing together 35 companies i think it is now or 34 two governments to really work at ending deforestation and and promote forest protection I'm not aware of any other sector where you have that kind of platform or initiative in place with so many players, right? And again, such a strong public private partnership. So what we do trying to do is extremely ambitious. Also what we are trying to do as an individual company through the action plans we had published is, is really ambitious. Today, there are gaps, there are delays and stuff that could have happening, which maybe did not, but there are also, very strong achievements, I think, so far, and, and very good stories of, of you know, impactful point interventions we had. And we shouldn't forget, CFI only started three years ago. The time frame is still very small. And I think what we managed to do is is much more critical than what we did not manage to do so far. And I think we are addressing these issues with the government and we are talking to find solutions so we can make sure everything is happening and progressing. And, and that is what we will continue to do, and I think what was challenging last year was because of, you know, hard to travel and hard to meet face to face with the governments and to have our proper steering committees the way we usually have them was a bit challenging. But still, I think the, we did not lose the engagement uh, with the Ministry of Water and Forest in, in Cote d'Ivoire with the Forestry Commission. So we continue to address the, the the issues we still have and try to together develop good solutions moving forward. So there's still a lot that needs to happen, uh, but but I'm confident it would happen because the partnership and the trust and the transparency, I believe, is still there, which is key for a good partnership.
0: Um. Finally, without putting you on the spot too too much, um, just Cocoa Life's uh, targets. Do you have targets for 2022,
1: 2025? Um, we have, okay. commencement by 22. Uh, well beyond the the financial investment which we committed to, which is which is happening obviously uh, considering everything you see in the progress report, we did say we will also reach two hundred thousand small holders across the six countries. Yes. We're now I think around one hundred and eighty thousand we still have two years to go, so I'm really confident we will meet that target, maybe even exceed it. I hope. Uh, we also said we will then you know have an impact on one million people considering an average household of five people farmer, I'm confident we'll get there. Um, the other public commitment we have is that by 25, we'll have all our chocolate source as Cocoa Life. By end of 2020, we were already very close to 70%. Yes. And, and I'm, I'm very confident we'll get there by 25 also. So I think the public commitments we have out there, uh, I'm still confident we, we, we are getting there and making strong efforts and progress to, to, to meet these.
0: Great, and you obviously have the support of your CEO, I see, you know, in, in its latest um, the financial results, it's mentioned there. Kathy Peters, of course, is um,
1: a great supporter. and um, we, we have great internal support that will yeah. certainly help us to get there. I'm, I'm very confident of that.
0: Okay, on that note, Cedric, thank you very much for your time. It's been lovely chatting to you.
1: Thanks, Anthony.